0: Welcome to Asking is Loving, where we believe that asking important questions is a way of loving God, others, and even ourselves. I'm your host, Amy Young, and in each episode of this podcast, we focus on one unique question and spiritual encouragement to help you live a more abundant, Christ-centered, and gracious life and equip you to be prepared to help your loved ones do the same. Well, before getting into this week's question with Suzanne, I'm going to share a little story with you. It was Labor Day a few years ago, and my husband had started a project over the weekend, hoping to be done in one day. Instead, it was still going on through the holiday. Having rented a trencher, he had intended for us to dig a very long ditch and lay a pipe down quite a distance from our house to our barn so that we could have water and electricity for animal care. The trencher just couldn't get through certain rocky spots and there were other pipes that had to be safely dug around. These areas had to be finished before some heavy rains filled the trenches with water and washed everything away, all the difficult and cumbersome work that had already been completed. So it was necessary to work through the beginning of the storm so that the pipes could be put in the ground. So we were working feverishly, and I was struggling inside. And with a crowbar in one muddy hand and a shovel in the other, and my feet sliding around, I lifted my eyes and voice toward the sky, which had recently shown its ability to send forth lightning. Heavy rain pelted my face and I cried out, God, what are we doing here? The kids and I had already been struggling a bit with missing a planned family getaway on Labor Day. And on top of that, I was now wrestling with feeling frustrated with my husband because he had allowed this to take so long into the holiday. And now, The threatening storms were looming and actually had arrived, really, and the irritation was compounded by the fact that I felt that we were in danger. Danger toward my family always stirs up fierce feelings of mama bear irritation in me, and breaking up mud with a crowbar in a storm with lightning goes against everything wise in me, allowing My husband to push a giant metal trencher in the same situation drove me crazy. And I yelled my disapproval to him, but he had earmuffs on to protect his ears. (laughs) At least something was protected. Um, Yes, he had the earmuffs on to protect his ears from the sound of the motor. And so he yelled, pray! Pray! In that moment, that just didn't feel satisfying enough. But I did do it, and I cried out, all covered in mud, to the one who could save us. And thankfully, we did survive, and now I can laugh a bit at our drama. And later that evening, the children brought up feeling sad about that weekend, Um, They had really looked forward to getting to go to the lake that we had intended to visit. And I felt confident, though, in saying that sometimes it's more important to work than to be entertained. And this was one of those times in our family. It was important to stand by our papa and help him when he was stuck. And so this was a time that we will be able to look back to someday and be glad that we did the harder thing. And they agreed. But yes, I was able to take that longer view at the end of the evening. But I'm not really proud of some of my thoughts and words in the moment when I was sliding around in the mud. And maybe you think I had every right to be upset or worried. But as a follower of Jesus, though, I really want to always move toward a higher level of living out my faith, and a higher level of contentment in life. And this story remains in my heart as an illustration of all of the other times I get discontent in life. In this story, the woman digging was not fully trusting in God. She prayed only after her husband yelled, pray. And in this story, the woman was irritated at the situation at hand, and she was driven to keep going, though irritated and reluctant by love for her husband, but maybe not as much by trust in God. And in this story, this woman was discontent. Um, so. Hopefully you can remember that story as well, just as I do. And um, I've kind of come to the conclusion that irritability, anger, and frustration can stem from discontentedness. Discontentedness so often stems from an unwillingness to have or a lack of awareness of a biblical view of a situation or to think about the future and others' current needs because my needs aren't being met in the moment. It often can be boiled down to selfishness. Uh, It's an attitude really of not taking God's eternal view of circumstances and people and instead focusing on me And my needs. So that brings me to our question for this week, which has to do with setting our minds on things above. It's about our perspective of God and how that impacts our attitudes, specifically contentment. So if you're a regular listener, you know that we start the show with me asking my friend Suzanne Heitzman the question of the week. And we've been talking on the phone every Tuesday morning for over 15 years, asking each other questions and praying together. And she is someone who thinks deeply about who God is and how that impacts her life. And so I think it's fitting to have her answer the question of the week so you can see how a fellow passionate Christ follower might process and answer the question. So let's call her now.
1: Amy?
0: Hi, Suzanne. Like last week, we're on the topic of contentment. And first of all, I want to ask you if you can relate to my story about working out in the storm with my husband. And then also, can you consider this question? How is your level of contentment impacted by your perspective of God? And then is there a perspective you have that helps you when you feel discontent.
1: Hi, Amy. You know, Amy, first, I have to say how deeply I connected with your words. I also have to say how I could visualize you standing in the rain helping Daryl. My heart went out for you, but I also laughed a little. But then I had to ask the question, what experience here on earth tempts me with discontentment and the first thing that came to my mind was family and the holidays. We all want that hallmark moment, right? The warmth of everyone's love, the golden turkey, the perfect outfit, but as women we know a lot of shopping and planning goes into creating that special moment and if things don't happen the way we expect, well, I get angry and irritated. And when I think about it, do I really expect the brokenness of this world to not enter our holidays? I mean, there may be divorce, rebellious kids. everyone has a different expectation. I know in my situation, I married a man who already had children, and there were at times nothing went according to what I had planned because we all come from different backgrounds. And I don't know why I wait for that one special moment. I don't think it's necessarily wrong to plan for an event. Um, But one secret of contentment for me is to stop, drop, and roll. I heard this from a female writer years ago, and I can't remember her name. Uh, But when I'm getting irritated, I'm learning or I want to stop what I'm doing drop my expectation and roll with the moment. I suppose in that I'm saying to God, God you have brought something different into my life. I have not planned this, but let me adapt to your plans because your ways are always higher than mine. And that is the route I would like to go instead of being irritated.
0: Suzanne, I am so glad that you connected this question about contentment with family and the holidays. I mean, I think almost anyone listening to this has had a holiday experience when something we planned didn't go the way we envisioned it, or people didn't behave the way we had hoped. You know, a regular day rarely goes as planned, let alone a day with as many pieces that must come together like friends and family and traveling and conversations and food, gifts, and expectations. There are so many places where things can get off track. So you are so right. We should expect that the brokenness of the world will enter our holidays to some extent. And your way of dealing with discontentment to stop, drop, and roll is really helpful. It reminds me of something that my mom told me happened during the holidays in her family at some point. Um, They had put real candles on a Christmas tree and the tree caught on fire. Talk about a stop, drop, and roll moment in the holidays. But thankfully, you know, no one got hurt. But, you know, that was a holiday stopping event and some mom or grandma got all out of sorts for the day on that one. So you're saying when we recognize discontentment, which often comes out as irritation or anger, we can pause, we can look for what expectations aren't being met, drop them, and just go with what God's allowed trusting that he is good and his ways are good that um that's where i want to go to it's hard isn't it well i know that's your heart's desire suzanne we've been praying and talking about this exact sort of desire for years and i know that if you're a follower of christ and long to walk in his ways, you, our podcast listener, must long for that too. And we can trust that the Lord will by his spirit grow us in this. His word says that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. We are a work in progress by his grace. Perhaps as we move towards the Thanksgiving holiday, this could be a timely quote for us. Pastor and counselor Paul David Tripp helps us have a clear understanding of biblical contentment in his devotional New Morning Mercies. He writes, contentment celebrates grace. The contented heart is satisfied with the giver and is therefore freed from craving the next gift. And his words remind me that contentment finds its source in God. It's no wonder that Paul of the Bible, the one who knew how to be content in all situations, calls us to this in Colossians 3, where he says, to set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth. Last week, I mentioned that Paul said he had found the secret to being content in all situations and that I wanted to explore what that meant. And I'm being reminded of how important a biblical perspective of God is for growing in contentment. Suzanne is looking to find her needs met in her trustworthy God rather than in her circumstances or people or things. And like Suzanne, Paul's secret to contentment was trust. He knew God and he trusted him in all things. He trusted God in such a way that he could say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me? Our level of contentment is impacted by our perspective, specifically our theological perspective. Our study of God or lack of, and our resulting view of Him impacts how we then live. Francis Schaefer, in his book, How Then Shall We Live, wrote, I am not a Bible-believing Christian in the fullest sense, simply by believing the right doctrines. But as I live in practice in this supernatural world, friends, I don't want to just believe the Bible. Didn't James say even the demons believe? I want to be a Bible-believing follower of Christ, someone who lives out what I say I believe, someone who lives life as if I truly believe that God is trustworthy and good. Is our perspective informed by a deep knowledge and experience of God? Is it eternal Jesus-focused, God-informed, and on things above, or is it only on circumstances here on earth? Do you feel irritation or resentment, bitterness and frustration about your condition or situation? If so, it's okay to take note of those feelings take a deep breath and recognize that the feelings are alarm bells going off to tell you something and when an alarm goes off we don't need to be ashamed um, God has taken away our shame through Christ we just need to figure out where the fire is and recognize that it's time for action Um, It's time to turn to the Lord and remember truths about him and who we are in him. And we can pray for help for him to give us a new perspective and to enable us to respond to the situation with grace and love. Here is an example from scripture of what we can set our minds on. And this is from 1 Peter 1 13 to 21. Uh, It's a little long, but I just want to read this whole thing. And it says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children do not be conformed were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Is there a perspective shift that needs to happen for you? Is there a circumstance that challenges you to keep your gaze on Jesus? I admit I need this perspective shift every day. (laughs) I need to ask myself, is my level of contentment impacted by a right perspective of God? Let's remember these words by the psalmist in Psalm 121 that say, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Well, I, I have at least one more episode coming up in two weeks on contentment. Until then, I pray that when we find ourselves lacking contentedness, that we will stop, remember truth, drop our worldly expectations, embrace biblical truth and expectations, And roll with the situation at hand, for it is God who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose. Do you long to have someone walk with you as you take steps from a disposition of rest and grace toward a life goal or challenge? and to do it in a way that glorifies God? Well, I work with women who are seeking to follow Christ, even when it feels hard, scary, or sad. You can contact me about life coaching or learn more about it by visiting my website, cornerstonechristcenteredcoaching.com. If you've benefited from this podcast, would you help me out? It helps me so much if you subscribe to this podcast as well as rate it. So I would really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for joining me this week. Again, I'll have a new podcast out in a couple of weeks. Until then, I pray that the Lord will be showing us areas where we need to grow in contentment. And remember, asking is loving. If you like this podcast, then I want to invite you to sign up for my monthly email that always includes a special encouragement toward grace and a unique offer just for my subscribers. I often include a free special resource or tool as well as regular drawings for my subscribers to receive lovely books by my favorite authors. When you sign up for this, you instantly get three freebies. A downloadable booklet called Asking is Loving Powerful Questions to Ask Yourself and Your Loved Ones. It's divided into chapters, each focused on great questions for various people in your life yourself, your spouse, your children, and your friends. No matter where you are in life, there are questions you can use. You'll also receive a free scripture printable of Proverbs 4.23 and a free printable of the 10 daily biblical truths that I personally use. You can sign up for encouragements to turn toward grace by going to my blog, wastelandtograceland.com. I hope to see you there.